You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Tuesday. Kenny Ducey, NBC Sports Edge, the Action Network HQ, the boardroom. He's on the Roman guest line. He's going to join us now to talk some Wimbledon here. Kenny, let's start with some uh, bad news. Matteo Berrettini out of Wimbledon after testing positive for COVID. Uh, Tell us about Matteo, the loss, and and kind of what this means now for the rest of the odds in the field that he's not going to participate. Yeah, this is this is devastating news. And for anyone out there like me who had a Matteo Berrettini ticket, I think that you know you're you're kind of you're kind of sulking right now this morning. Matteo Berrettini in my eyes was, was going to win Wimbledon. Um, you know, Novak Djokovic is, you know, for all intents and purposes, the best grass court player in the world, but he lacked any sort of match fitness. We saw that yesterday, sort of, you know, uh, moping around out there, not great body language and not a great performance, even though he, he did come through against him. Mukwan had to go four sets. Um, you know, Matteo Bartini had won nine straight grass matches. He just won two grass titles. This guy has only lost three matches in the last three seasons on grass. One to Novak Djokovic in the final here last year. One to Roger Federer at Wimbledon and one to David Goffin. So, I mean, this guy's pretty unstoppable on grass. And I think for many years, we're going to see him dominate Wimbledon. We're going to see him dominate grass court seasons. Uh, you know, I, I guess if there's any consolation for him winning Wimbledon this year, he would not have picked up the ranking points because there's, you know, obviously a, a depleted field and they decided not to give out ranking points this year. But it, it is devastating. And, you know, Matteo Berrettini was in a loaded quarter three, but I still believed he was going to come through that quarter and come through it pretty convincingly. And, I, I mean, I, I think this is a, a blessing for the rest of the field. If you're a better out there who has a future that's not involving Matteo Berrettini, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you have Nick Kyrgios or Roberto Bautista Good, especially in that quarter, you feel better. But it's already been a wild Wimbledon. Hubert Hurkacz was knocked out yesterday. And, and this is, you know, Marin Cilic as well, a guy who people thought was going to make the semis of Wimbledon. He's a great grass court player. He had to drop out due to COVID. Now Berrettini, this is getting a little ridiculous. And it almost feels like the stars are aligning for Rafa Nadal to win another Grand Slam. Hmm. Kenny, let's uh, let's dial it back and do some betting Wimbledon 101 stuff because there are a lot of people, solar time and sports calendar, uh, they're going to bet tennis and they don't normally bet tennis. Maybe it's the only time of the year they're betting tennis. What what are what are some things that you believe when it comes down to futures? Do you mostly attack matchups? Is there a certain percentage where you put much more money on matchups, your handicapping style, some stuff that uh, as you're breaking these matchups down that, that you start to look at and that people should consider? So the, the way that you really want to figure out who's going to win these matches is you have to look at form, and that is I, I you know mostly what I bet off of. And if you can figure out whose form is fool's gold, who, who, who had some tough, tough breaks, right, uh, you know, maybe lost to some good players, and maybe is a little undervalued, that is just as valuable as, hey, this guy, you know, 
you know, these wins are, you know, not they're kind of fraudulent. He beat, you know, four guys in a row, but they're not great. Uh, that is how I generally attack these. Obviously, there's some sort of there are some matchups where the the matchup is too, you know, just too good, like a lefty and Rafa Nadal going up against a guy, a right-hander with a weak backhand, right? Like those are going to be, those are going to be pretty brutal trades for that guy. Um, you know, ironically talking about Matteo Berrettini, like if you have a guy that has a bad backhand going up against a lefty, it's not going to be good. But anyway, I mean, look, I think in the futures markets, especially there is some value in betting, betting way ahead of time. You know, if you last year, even uh, we're going to get Carlos Alcaraz and a few futures. I think that there was some inherent value there because the the closing line value was just insane. Like he's now, you know, one of the three favorites to win every grand slam and back, you know, back six months ago, he he was not. Uh, But aside from that, you know, I saw a lot of people love Felix Ojealiasim coming into this one when Alexander Zverev went down due to injury and, they ruled out the Russians for this tournament. But then you look at the way the draw breaks. He has to play Maxime Cressy today. That instantly turns me off of that future uh, completely. So, uh, you know, I think that it's a lot of there's, the draw is definitely going to dictate a lot of where you go with futures. Um, I did mention Nick Kyrgios and Roberto Bautista. If you want to look at futures right now, um, that quarter three is wide open at this point. Uh, you know, Jensen Brooksby could even go to the quarterfinals. Uh, and a young American. So, you know, the draw does dictate a lot of where you want to go with futures, unless you're going to bet on, you know, Igus Viatek at, at the French Open or the U.S. Open or the Australian Open or Djokovic in any one of those, you know, draws and, and just hope he gets through, which, you know, frankly, sometimes that is the right play. Um, I, I do sometimes wait for the draws to come out before pulling the trigger on futures. But Tennis betting is very interesting. You make a lot of money live as well. So that's that's also one of the the special things about betting tennis is yesterday you could have gotten Hubert Hurkacz at over plus 1,000 odds when he had down match point to, to Al, uh, Alejandro davidovich Vakina in the fourth set. Then you could have gotten davidovich Vakina as I did at plus 1,100 at 30 all in, uh, you know, when Hurkacz was serving for the match. So that is the special thing about tennis is, you get these wild rapid swings. A guy can go from plus a thousand to plus 300 to win a match in just three minutes. So um, that is all that's always something to look out for. And I mean, I, I could talk for, for five hours Joe, about what, about the tips to bet on tennis, but that's certainly one of them. There's a lot of momentum swings, my friend. And it is, it is a great sport because of that. I was just going to ask you about the live bet because there's several matches underway right now and you see some big favorites. So what is your strategy when it comes to live betting tennis in a tournament like Wimbledon? So there's naturally a lot of guys, right. Who, if you're targeting early on, you know, Nick Kyrgios, for example, losing the first set to uh, a great young Brit and Paul Jubb who, who played uh, excellent tennis at South Carolina you know, that's, that, you know, if you, if you have some guys who you are very, very confident in advancing, right. I mean, you know, and, and, and you get, you take advantage of them going down a break early, going down a set early, especially in these grand slams, it's all, you know, grand slams are special too, because they're best of five. So, uh, you know, if a guy go, even a guy going down two sets is not a death sentence, but a set certainly is, is just basically, you know, easy to throw away and you'll see some books even, um, you know, Davidovich Akina, as I mentioned yesterday, he he's goes up two sets to love. He's only about minus 220 to win that match. So um, on both sides of the coin, if you believe in an underdog and you think that, you know, he, he, he is poised to win, you know, after two sets, even sometimes you can still get a good price. But I think one of the bigger things for people who regularly bet tennis is definitely uh, what we call the boomerang break, which is 
a player expending a lot of energy in a service game to break serve. He comes up with three or four break points, can't get it done, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden that same player, the next... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Service game, they have to go back out and serve. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking about all those lost opportunities, and then they, most of the time, uh, run into some trouble there on their serve, a lot of times anyway. And, you know, it, it happens It happens a lot on the WTA tour. It happens a lot on the ATP tour. It doesn't really matter what the match is. Um, psychologically, sometimes it can be a lot to overcome. So, you know, that, that could, that could help you in a situation where, you know, you got, you got someone and they're up a set in the break and then they go for the double break and then they don't get it. Maybe you want to cash out if it goes to love 15 or, you know, or, or hedge a little bit on the next game, whatever you want to do. Th- those are some live strategies that people take into account. But I think, you know, the, the obvious here is like, you know, no, I mean, and the books have caught up obviously, but, you know, taking Novak Djokovic to win a set after he goes down a break, Sometimes you want to wait a little bit, but that always is a solid strategy. Um, it, it is, it is certainly uh, you get you have a field day betting these live matches. Although I will say the matches on the board right now, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if I see many people coming back out of these deficits. Uh, the the Hugo Gaston Alexi Popperin one's actually sort of interesting. Maybe Popperin is worth a little live look, but it, it is, it is in general those strategies that we employ. Kenny, all right, so your guy is out, unfortunately, and you talked about how disappointed you are. Who else do you like? Give us some names, some thoughts on on the tournament we have going on right now, and um, what else, do you, whether you have bets in or you're, you considered it. Give us some names you like here coming up. Sure. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I think in terms of the future market, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but I, I really want to attack this third quarter now that Matteo Berrettini is out because, you know, th- this is the non-Novak Djokovic half, and right now, you know, we have a wealth of talent in this quarter. And look, the bottom quarter, especially, that's Nadal's quarter. Um, you know, Marin Cilic is out. And I, I, I just told you, I think Felix Ojeleasim is going to go out today. So, I, I look, I, I think this is a very weak half. And I think someone from this third quarter, the, whoever wins it, is going to come out and, and, and go ahead and, into the semifinals. So, you know, there's three names I'm looking at right now. It's Stefano Tsitsipas, Nick Kyrgios, and Roberto Bautista Agut. Uh, Tsitsipas, to me, he's going to have to face Kyrgios. He just lost to Kyrgios on grass. He's made some incredible strides on grass. But Nick Kyrgios, to me, is, is a top 10 grass player in the world right now. He is dialed in. He is playing excellent tennis. He is one of the hardest men on tour to break on grass. Whoever wins that match between him and Roberto Bautista Agut, I think, is going to win this quarter. And with that, um, I think that those guys are worth that definitely worth a look. Um, Kyrgios is playing lights out tennis. I think he's still around plus 3000. I'm not sure how the odds shifted, but as of last night he was, and I know Batista Gut was like plus 15,000 uh, coming into the tournament to win it all. But you know, that's a guy who's been to the semifinals before. That's a guy who's beaten Novak Djokovic before he is an excellent grass court player. And I mean, it, it, it's one of those futures where you take it and you just don't really believe it's going to cash. But, hey, maybe you ride that all the way to the final and you find a way to, to hedge it live. Maybe you take one of the first couple sets 
um, whatever it may be, that is, these are, these are interesting names definitely to look out for and guys that I'm looking at. In terms of today's bets, um, I, I'm currently on Marco Sciro, and I think the, the line has shifted a little bit. But I mentioned Maxime Cressy. That's got to be my best, my favorite bet today. He's a great grass court player. He serves in volleys on every point, and uh, he's going to make life miserable for young Felix Ojealiasim. Ojealiasim has this bad reputation for really not coming through his early round matches at Grand Slams very convincingly. He has terrible uh, issues with nerves, and I think this is going to be a really tough one for him. I got the four and a half games with a little sprinkle on the money line with Cressy. And again, this is just a guy who's absolutely lethal on grass grass. He just went to the final in Eastburn. He beat some excellent players, and he loves playing big servers like Oje Aliasim because he returns inside the baseline. He just kind of bunts the return back down the baseline, so or sideline rather. So I, I really think he's got a very good shot. I think four and a half games, way too many games to spot Cressy, given the fact that he holds at such a high rate, especially on grass. That's a big-time upset brewing for sure. And also Dennis Kudla. Dennis Kudla just beat Lorenzo Sanigo on grass. He beat him in Miami as well. It's 2-0 against Lorenzo Sanigo. Both wins coming this year. And he's still the underdog in this match. I still think he's going to win. He's an excellent grass court player. And uh, I think those are my... It's, it's, it's ironically, you know, they're both Americans. So who knows what's going to happen. But Great stuff. Kenny Ducey, NBC Sports Edge on the Roman guest line. Alex Christensen joins us next right here on the Beck QL Network. 